Hey there, I'm Rachel Corbett and welcome to Small Change, the podcast that's all about the small changes you can make that'll make a big difference to your finances. Now in this episode, we are taking things from good to great and learning how who luck, what the heck is who luck, I hear you say, lucky for you and me because I've got no idea, we've got behavioural economist Phil Slade here to get us up to speed. Thank goodness. There was a great business book called Good to Great. And the whole idea about this book, looking at the differences between companies that were good and companies that actually excelled, it was a great journey through the psychology of businesses. Jim Collins is the author, and he's written many, many, many great books since then. But Good to Great doesn't just relate to good businesses where you've got two businesses that have got the same opportunities in the same environment, and one succeeds and another doesn't. It also relates to us as individual investors. And we can ask ourselves the same questions that we ask of a business. What is the difference between a good money manager, a good investor, somebody who's financially healthy, and somebody that's not? How do we take ourselves from good to great? And there's a couple of key points that we need to look at. The first one, we need to recognize luck and take hold of it. We often think that the people that are successful are just luckier. And that can be true. Luck is always present in any success. It's not just about what you do. Sometimes you're lucky, but everyone gets lucky at some point. We all have luck. And it's just about recognizing that luck and then maximizing it. You've got an opportunity or you meet somebody that's a really great contact. How do you make sure that you can build on that luck? There's a really interesting thing called who luck. And I love that word. Who luck is the luck that you have by the people that you happen to meet. And do you have good who luck? And I love that because it means that I'm not just looking at good fortune when it, as it relates to business opportunities. I'm looking at the good fortune as it relates to the people that I meet in everyday life. Who luck? Recognize it and take hold of it. The second thing is to not be afraid of loss, but also don't get addicted to the rush of a big win. You know, we, we love the idea that we can do something, we can bet big and, and that we win and, and everyone around us is cheering for us because we just had a big win. But most of the people that I know that have accumulated wealth have done it slowly, have done it over time. They haven't been afraid of loss but are not addicted to the rush of a big, easy win. We often get addicted to this whole goal. I call it the gold rush syndrome, where something's hot, something's doing really well. And the lure of the shortcut, the lure of being able to do something really simple that's going to make us rich just makes us do all sorts of crazy things. And it's not just recently with the different trends in the tech industry or different currency uh, trends and things like that. It was happening back in the gold rush times where they heard that there was a river that had gold in it and then people would just rush down. They'd, they'd sell up everything and they'd go and pan and basically ruin their lives because they were addicted to this whole idea that they could do something simple that would change their fortunes in a big way. And the stories around those fortune finders were so attractive. So don't get lured into the lure of getting addicted to the thought of a big, easy win. The other thing that we find between good and great wealth builders is the power of good communication and the ability to build a good trust circle. This idea of being able to communicate well, even within your trusted circle, but have that trusted circle of which you can be honest with, which you can talk about the ups and downs without it becoming some sort of personal identity uh, factor that you're not trying to compete with each other in that trusted circle. These are, are three really big differences between good wealth creators and 
and great wealth creators. And there's a number of things that we can do to help us move from good to great. And we're going to discover those after the short break. So what are the things we can do to move ourselves from good to great, from becoming good wealth creators to great wealth creators? Well, the first thing we can do is use the power of we. It's not about you. It's about the power of we. When you're talking to to others, maybe within your company, if you're wanting the company to succeed or the people around you, or when you're talking about your own personal finances and you might be in a relationship with someone else, talk about we. We are going to get to this goal. We are going to do things. The power of we makes it very inclusive and you're better able to draw on the genius of the people around you. The collective genius will always beat the individual success agent. So the power of we is a really important concept. The other is to use the Oxford conversation when you're trying to talk about something that's contentious. Now, what is the Oxford conversation? You can often talk about a conversation like I believe or I think. That's what first chair. This is your opinion. Or you can say, what do you think? What do you believe? What is it that you're going to contribute to this conversation? What are you what are your thoughts? And that's a second chair conversation. The third chair conversation is what is it? What do we take away from it? Let's have a conversation about it. And id conversations are much more constructive because it doesn't tie you to a position or an opinion of which you then have to defend. I and we conversations tend to be, I have my position, what's your position, and let's argue it out until the best argument wins. When it's an id conversation, you should almost not really know what the other person actually thinks about the idea. It should be about turning it around, about investigating it, and it allows you much to, to change your opinion much more easily and without any loss of face. And it's better for both of you and you will learn and you will adapt and you'll pivot without the other people realizing that you're learning or adapting or pivoting. And so you're, you're able to, to have a much more open mind to the, the information that's right in front of you. The third and final thing you can do is just increase the transparency. View your family's finances like a company would view their finances, where they have board meetings, where they open up the books, where they sort of go, how did we do last quarter? How are we planning on doing this quarter? And, and have it as an open, honest conversation that's not emotional. It's just about being transparent. So these are the three things that I think that we can all do to move from good to great. The power of we, the Oxford conversation, and transparency. Uh, so Ross from Friends really was onto something when he stressed the importance of pivot. One for the Friends fans there. And if you've got a question for any of our experts or if you want to share how these small changes are impacting your finances, why not drop us an email at smallchange@novapodcast.com.au. Thanks so much for joining us and I'll catch you on Friday for another episode of Small Change.